0: Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers, need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pots were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold Coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.
1: This morning on the third hour of today, fearless team. Meet the eighth grader who fought off a shark.
2: I hit it with my other hand, like hit its nose or its face.
1: Why, she's already jumping back in the water just weeks later. Plus, we've got a trio of huge stars. Craig getting an invitation to Reba's place.
3: If it'll help other people, I was for it 100%.
1: How the country icon helping transform a small town that's close to her heart. Then, Oscar winner Gina Davis sharing memories from her iconic roles and the cause she's dedicated her life to. Today, Friday, June 9th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today.
4: We do have a lot to talk about this morning, and we're going to start in South Florida where. Talk about rock star kids. We have a rock star 13 year old. Her name is Ella Reed. She fought off a shark and she's already diving back into the water. Look at this. NBC's Gotti Schwartz is live to tell us more. This is one brave teenager, Gotti.
5: (laughs) She sure is. The first time we all met Ella Reed, she was uh, telling us about how she kept her cool while fighting off that shark that was chomping on her stomach and arms. And if you were impressed with her back then, well, wait till you see what she's up to now.
2: Her in
4: the door.
5: Dangling over the side of a boat, clipping a tracking device onto an eight-foot tiger shark. It's really cool. Hardly the place you'd expect to find Ella Reed. Like but for this rising eighth grader, there's no place she'd rather be.
2: I'm super excited in the waters.
5: Wow, because just about a month ago, Ella was having a very different shark experience.
2: It went under her and
5: straight to me. Ella and her friend were sitting in waist-deep water at Fort Pierce Inlet State Park near her home when she found herself in the jaws of a four-foot bull shark.
2: Right as it bit me in the stomach, I shoved my arm like where it was biting me so it didn't get my stomach and and it got my arm instead.
5: she kept on fighting back.
2: I hit it with my other hand, like hit its nose or its face or something.
5: Ella escaped but was bitten on her stomach, arm, and leg, needing 19 stitches.
2: I was pretty freaked out in the beginning.
5: Ella, however, undaunted just 11 days after the attack?
2: I got back into the water like the day before I got the stitches out.
5: It's that spirit that led Nova Southeastern University to invite Ella on their shark tagging trip. We thought that maybe that first interaction wasn't quite the best. We would like her second interaction with the shark to be a much more positive one.
2: When I received the invitation to go shark tagging, I was super excited. And why not?
5: Ella's dream is to become a marine biologist.
2: I'm hoping to learn their behavior and more about them.
5: And that brings us to this moment.
2: Well, the tiger shark kind of felt like like leather and sandpaper. It was really weird. And the nurse shark kind of felt like sandpaper too.
5: Ella, less than a month after fighting off a shark attack, was in the water petting another one that was even bigger.
2: Now that she's able to see what marine biology, how you can put that to work and how you really can make a difference. And I just hope it, it helps guide her in the area that she wants to go.
5: As for Ella...
2: Tagging the sharks was like super fun. It was a lot better than the last time I had an experience with another shark.
5: (laughs) Much better experience with a scholarship offered at Nova Southeastern University to boot. And if you're wondering about that tagging, not only does it help scientists see where the sharks are moving, they take tissue samples, they study their genetics, their diets, all shedding more light into those incredible creatures that Ella might tell you are probably the most misunderstood.
4: Yeah, I mean, oh, coming from, from her, her. I know, yes. exactly. Scotty, <laughs> hey. thank
5: you. I mean, you'd think sure. that she would have some PTSD, but I to
6: guess not. back into the water. Read, yeah. resilient, kind of like
1: the hair of the dog. <laughs>
6: <laughs> From, uh, Dive right in. from sharks to horses we're going to talk about uh, horse racing's biggest weekend one of them at least tomorrow of course the Belmont Stakes the final leg of the Triple Crown looking forward to being there tomorrow today the 50th anniversary of Secretariat's iconic hmm. Triple Crown victory there Harry Smith joins us now with a look back at the horse that ran into the history books this is one of my favorite sports stories of all time here
7: Yeah, I'm happy to join you this morning. Just to explain, I'm at Camp Southern Ground. We're going to be hanging out with Zach Brown a little bit later on this morning. But first, let's talk about a horse the likes of which we haven't seen since. Would there were a Hall of Fame for Hall of Famers, Secretariat would be a unanimous choice for what that horse accomplished is quite simply incomparable. Victory and record time at the Kentucky Derby. Victory and record time at the Preakness. And yes, victory and record time at the Belmont Stakes. And as for those record times, each still stands. No horse since then has run faster at the Derby, at the Preakness, or the Belmont. The ultimate triple crown winner. Former jockey Donna Brothers won more than a thousand races. Most of us know her from her exemplary role on NBC Sports.
8: What we saw from him throughout the Triple Crown was that he was a horse who just liked to win, and it didn't matter to him if he got a slow start, or if he was mid-pack, or if he was in the lead, he just liked to win.
7: And leave other horses quite literally in his dust. Watch him at the Belmont Stakes. The champion horse was also a charmer, loved the spotlight, the attention.
8: The Secretariat was so smart that he could tell when the red light was on on the camera. And then he would just put on a show for the videographers, for the photographers, and run around the paddock.
7: When Hall of Fame jockey Ron Turcott first saw Secretariat, he sensed they would make a great team.
5: I'm very proud that I had a lot to do with
1: schooling the horse, but he had, he had the ability and he was the one carrying me.
7: After being aboard the champion for the three races of the Triple Crown, Turcotte declared God had made Secretariat the perfect horse.
1: I rode 20,000 races, and I never met one like him, and it'll be a long time before we'll see another one like him.
7: And you want to hear something absolutely amazing? 16 years after they had to put Secretariat down, 16 years after the horse was retired, the horse needed to be put down. They did a necropsy, all right? They found out that the horse's heart weighed 22 pounds it's three times bigger than the average heart you know you talk about an athlete or or an animal Mm. having heart Mm. literally that might have been part of the secret
6: no
8: question i still can't believe it's a record that still holds to this day still stands
7: all three all three track records can you imagine that 50 years later
6: thank you harry Tell oh, Zach, say hi, say Zach Good to see yeah. you.
8: <laughs> Thanks, Harry.
6: Uh, when we come back on a Friday morning here, a town's transformation with a little help from a country music legend, how Reba McIntyre is bringing hope and inspiration to a place that is very special to her. And then a little bit later, we're going to catch up with Oscar winner Gina Davis. Yay. Gina's Yay. here. We're going to talk Beetlejuice, and we'll talk about the important event that kicks off next week, third hour of today, right back
1: after this so tomorrow night on nbc we hope you're going to watch a new primetime special inspiring america the inspiration list
4: it's dedicated to amazing people who
8: are taking action to make their communities better well craig sat down with one hometown hero you are definitely going to recognize Yeah, a
6: few weeks ago i met some some folks who are working hard to save a a small town in oklahoma and helping lead the way there none other than country music legend, Reba McIntyre. There's a town called Atoka in southeast Oklahoma that's seen better days. For years, cars just drove straight through, rarely stopping for business, until country music legend Reba McIntyre decided to help. She grew up on a ranch nearby.
3: We had friends down here, the movie theater, was a very popular place for all of us to go. I read that you were at one point. Miss Atoka. Miss Atoka Ford. Oh, yeah, it's just right down the street. But over the
6: years as Reba's career soared, Atoka's fortunes sank, factories closed, jobs disappeared. So in 2020, town officials pitched Reba a plan Transform one of the oldest buildings downtown into
3: a Reba themed restaurant. If it'll help other people, I was for it
6: 100%. Especially after the Choctaw Nation, a tribe known for supporting local businesses, agreed to be her partner.
7: This is our roadmap.
3: Mama always said, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and who are good people, and that's what we have here in Atoka, Oklahoma.
4: Her
6: first visit to the building was. Perhaps more than she bargained for.
3: A lot of pigeons were living here and a lot of pigeon poop. And the second floor stairs collapsed. We were hollering out the windows, and I said, How are we gonna get down? The local fire department came to the rescue.
6: It only made Reba more determined to help rescue Atoka. She announced the restaurant at a concert on a Friday night.
3: We're excited about it, so now y'all come on up and have a hamburger with us, okay?
6: By Monday morning, Atoka's economic development director, Carol Irvin, says the town was on the map.
3: I called that the day Atoka sold. I mean, I had realtors calling me saying property that I've been sitting on for six months just sold. Just the announcement alone. Yeah.
6: When it opened, thousands of tourists flocked to Rebus Place.
3: Thank y'all for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Looks like it's working pretty well. It's working awesome. Chief Gary Batten says the tribe plans to reinvest its share of the profits back into community services.
7: This is a return on vision.
6: That's what excites Chef Curtis Mortenson too.
7: It's good home cooking.
6: He has opened dozens of restaurants around the world but says this is different.
7: I feel like I'm trying to work for something
6: that's bigger than myself and that's really worthwhile. The restaurant's strong paychecks and tourism dollars are already rebooting the local economy. Server Christy Green Pittman has noticed new stores opening.
3: It's brought a lot to our community, a lot of positive change that's going to impact our kids and our, our town for generations.
6: Reba says she's feeling the impact too.
3: Alice always said, Oh, good, now you'll be coming home more often. True. You know, it's, I got a business, but I want to see my family too.
6: What do you hope that this helps turn a token into?
3: A family place? I hope people get back in here and to revitalize downtown and the surrounding areas. It's it's already happening, and it's fun to watch. Hmm.
6: It That's is already happening. And here's the thing. Toka's economic uh, development director there, she estimates that the economic impact of Reba's place could add up to as much as $20 million this year. Wow. And then the town's got more plans. Mm-hmm. They're going to sort of use the, the, the restaurant as an anchor. They're going to build a hotel, this outdoor stage just behind uh, Reba's place there in Atoka as well. So, so it's, it's, it's literally, if you build it, they, they will come. They will I told come. you
4: my father and his friends were just there. My father grew up in Claremore, Oklahoma, and he sent me a selfie from the restaurant And right after you
8: announced that you are going to He just went there, there as like a destination
4: he was just there to last
9: you go. Week. Well, he
1: That's was hoping wonderful. to see Craig in that orange sweater. <laughs> I
8: mean, or maybe that burgundy. <laughs> that was, that was place,
1: sweet. There were a Thank couple. You. The Thank Craig you. Melvin sweater collection. <laughs>
6: uh, if you're in Atoka, check out Reba's. And tomorrow, check out our special. It's called Inspiring America. America. The inspiration list that airs at NBC at 8 p.m.
7: Eastern.
1: Hope everybody right. watches. Yes. All right. All right. Well, coming up next, we're gonna catch up with Highwood Great Gina Davis, looking back at some of her iconic roles and talking about the big event she's got coming up next week. Then then later, it's Superfood Friday. Joy Bauer's got some little bites that could give a big boost of energy. Third hour today, I'll be right back
4: with the little bite.
6: This morning, we are so excited to welcome a Hollywood icon to our studio. Gina Davis won the Oscar for her supporting role as Muriel, a dog trainer who captured the attention of a travel writer back in 1988's The Accidental Tourist.
4: That same year, she starred as one half of a haunting couple in the classic film Beetlejuice. Oh,
1: yes. And of course, 1991, starring in Thelma and Louise, about two friends who literally took off on a life-changing road trip.
8: <laughs> well, now Gina is focused on making show business more inclusive. And next week, she is kicking off an event dedicated to that cause. It's the ninth Annual Bentonville Film Festival in Arkansas. And Gina is here with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Right. Good, morning.
9: Good morning, everybody. So
8: tell us about this festival. You know, we're coming up on almost a decade now. What what have you experienced and learned from, from chairing it?
9: Well, uh, we we started it from the beginning uh, to uh, champion women and diverse voices, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we, well this year we're, we're, the directors are seventy percent are female, mm-hmm. or or gender um, nonconforming, and fifty five percent are um, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. and. 60% are BIPOC or Pacific Islander. And wow. so it's incredibly inclusive. diverse and they, mm-hmm. inclusive and, and uh, intersectional. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that doesn't add up to 100%. Right.
1: <laughs> I
9: wasn't <laughs> doing the Nobody was no, doing no the no
8: uh, But you do um, one thing at the festival. It's called Gene and Friends. Yes. And you recreate movie scenes that were male scenes, but with right. women. Yes. Oh, that's
4: cool. yes. So
9: tell us more about that. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. I had that idea. We, we've done it since the beginning, and it's a big favorite of everybody. Um, myself and, and uh, some other female actors act out scenes mm-hmm. that are uh, were all males. You know, mm-hmm. we do Reservoir Dogs or oh, you know, MASH or or Toy Story. We do every mm-hmm. uh-huh. scene. And uh, if people love it. It's like funny but it, I think it also makes you think like, why yeah, couldn't why they? Not? Why yeah. couldn't yeah. they right. Right. Why not? yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know?
1: In fact, it sounds like it's kind of a natural extension for the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media, which you started almost 20, 20 years ago. Uh, and what are some of the headlines that are coming out of that?
9: Uh, so I started it because I found out when I had kids that kids' entertainment, stuff made specifically for them, like even preschool shows, seemed wildly un- imbalanced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, we should be at least showing kids that boys yeah. and girls are equal. So, uh, And then it became a whole thing. <laughs> and uh, so we do research uh, all the time. And so... Just recently, we found that we have reached parity in the female and male characters in mm. both children's TV and wow. movies made. Oh, right. okay. Trailblaze yeah. in that
4: category. Listen, you have contributed to some of the most memorable films ever. Before you came in, everybody was talking about their favorite favorites. And I was just reading a sequel to Beetlejuice is expected in 2024. Right. Um, you say you'd like to be a part of it, but maybe there would be a tiny little issue. Well,
9: yeah, because they've been talking about a sequel for mm-hmm. 20 years or something. and uh, But now they actually are doing it. But all along, I've said... I don't think I'll be in it because I think ghosts don't age. Oh, ah. you say yes, that's true. Although okay, there's CG, CGI. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. We can, yeah, we can, make, we can make it work it. if you want to. That's right.
6: I mean, speaking of sequels, Dumb and Louise, uh, when's that happening?
8: How, <laughs> could, oh. how could that no, happen?
6: You, I mean, you could, you could in a could movie, wa- you,
9: <laughs> you, you could come back. You just talked about that would that would have, been, that would have know, had us. to take a heck of an air. Yeah. You just talked about ghosts. We are pancakes <laughs> on the bottom. No, don't say that, Gina. You could, could you no, no. I'm sorry. Stranger it, things have it, happened. Yeah. No, unless no, it's but, a Roadrunner cartoon. Oh
8: my <laughs> god. Actually, like,
9: so many people have asked me, yeah. "Is there going to be a sequel?" I'm like, oh, <laughs> it just wouldn't <laughs> work. Man, what do you oh, yeah, thinking? You, you
1: could do it. That's well, all here's the thing. My favorite Gina Davis movie is the Long Kiss Goodnight.
9: Yeah. How, I mean, and I, I would,
1: would you you and you said you and Sam Jackson have said you'd like to do a sequel of that.
9: Oh yeah, we were just talking a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, I said, well, I, I wish we had made a sequel, but we still could. You could. Yeah. And uh, he was like, it's always the right time to make a sequel to that movie. So, that.
6: Yeah. So that's the one sequel you would do. Okay.
10: Yeah. <laughs> that's the only one. Right. Yeah. It's go.
8: so Thank fun you, to have you. you here. Thank you Thank so much. You. This is the first time I'm meeting you. And I just feel like you're just Hollywood royalty, so it's, it's so wonderful to have oh, you here. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. That oh, that stop thing. it <laughs> some Tell more.
4: Me. All right. Up next on Superfood Friday, Joy Bauer is going to spill the tea on which cup you should reach for, depending on how you're feeling. We'll be right
8: back.
0: In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, and you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today. Just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
8: Join
4: Hoda Katfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space.
5: I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for
4: your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We're back on the third hour of today with another edition of Superfood Friday SOS. Today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bowers here to answer your superfood questions. Hey, Joy! Hi. So, guys. Good to see I love you.
8: Fridays.
1: Okay, we got our first question okay. from Lily in New York, and it's something I think we can all relate to. Lily,
4: I seem to always hit a wall around 3 p.m. and start feeling so tired. What are the best foods and drinks to help with the afternoon
10: slump? Thank you. Oh, question. Mm, so we've all experienced the yeah, dreaded yeah, afternoon yeah. slump. Um, it's frustrating, but it's quite normal, and there's a scientific explanation. It's all about our circadian rhythm, okay. which then triggers a drop in blood sugar smack in the afternoon, and it's typically right between when we wake up in the morning and mm-hmm. when we go to sleep at night. The good oh. news is there's a few things we could do to perk ourselves up. First, sip some water. Hydration is very important, right. and also consider a gentle hit of caffeine. You don't want to drink too much because it's going to interfere with sleep. So you can either do a cup of coffee that's a mix with Mm -hmm. regular and decaf, or I'm showing a cup of tea because that has half the caffeine of coffee. And definitely power up with energizing snacks. So these snacks are great for focus. They Mm -hmm. keep us feeling sharp and sustain energy. It's an apple with string cheese, Mm -hmm. or we have a rice cake Mm. with some peanut butter or yogurt with berries. Here I'm showing my budgie these are energy These are bites. Delicious. And I have two different versions. So this is a chocolate peanut butter. Okay. Mm. And this I gave it an extra kick with some espresso powder. Oh, mm. So if you want a jolt from the caffeine. Just the powder? Um, yeah, I add mm. in the powder with a whole bunch of things like rolled oats, and I have chia seeds mm. and nut butter. It's really, mm. And it's so simple. And it's the good, good thing is you make a great big batch, it lasts in the refrigerator for weeks mm. and weeks. It's good. And it'll lift it you like up. Candy. I know it's it good. tastes Almost a little bit like, like a brownie. That whole tray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, so next
4: we have a question for all of the tea. Drinkers out there like myself. Take a listen.
10: Joy, this is Melanie from Denver, Colorado. My question for you today is about tea. I drink a lot of tea and there are a lot of options green, chamomile, black, and I'm wondering what you think is best. That's a good question. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah. That's I don't know the difference. It's a great question. And truly, it's impossible to pick just one sure. tea because there are so many great varieties. But here are the standouts. So black, white, and oolong tea are packed with antioxidants, and they help to fight inflammation, which means that it's also going to reduce the risk for a laundry list of conditions like heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes. Chamomile tea is great if you're feeling frazzled because it helps to mm, ease stress and anxiety. Green tea is which one a super food in its own right. I don't even know. I don't either. Um, But green tea has all of the antioxidants that black tea has. But also it can help to protect and promote skin health. Oh, And some studies show that it has a modest assistance with weight loss as well. Hmm. And then we also have turmeric and ginger. Fantastic if you're dealing with aches and pains from exercise or arthritis, okay. and the last one is peppermint. I peppermint love- is oh. great for IBS. Yeah. Mm. Okay, peppermint can help with gas and stomach discomfort and distention, wow. but not that with heartburn. As
1: Ted Lasso says, I used to think tea was just brown, dirty
4: water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much is. All right,
10: we got two minutes. <laughs> we love anything Ted Lasso says. All right, what's
4: <laughs> the next one here? This one uh, for you, Craig.
6: Oh, yeah, we've got a question here from someone who's trying to get in shape for the summer.
5: Hey, Joy. My name is David Rodriguez from Miami, Florida. I work out a few times a week for about an hour per session. And I was wondering, what are the best foods to eat before I exercise? Thank you.
10: Hmm. Okay. So, That's contrary to what a lot of people think, you do not need to eat anything before about a bout of moderate exercise. And hmm. I would define that as an hour or less. So it's really a personal choice. Like an hour of exercise is moderate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if your are Joy Bowers. If you feel energized and strong without eating anything on an mm-hmm. empty stomach, go to it. But if you feel jittery and you need a little bit of oomph, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the name of the game is keep it light. So yeah. one of the most perfect snacks, I'm showing a banana yeah. because it's totable, it is easy to digest, mm-hmm. and it also contains a lot of potassium. Which which is an electrolyte that we tend to lose through sweat when we exercise. And I also have a cup of coffee because 30 to 60 minutes before, mm-hmm. a cup of coffee can actually help you work out longer oh. Oh. and stronger. It gives you energy, All right. yes. I imagine,
8: yeah. Uh, right. This next one is um, from Marcy in Connecticut having to do with acid reflux. Okay. Yeah. I suffer with acid reflux and I was wondering if there are any foods that might soothe it or any foods that um, I can avoid. I really need some help so if you have any information I'd really appreciate it. Hmm.
10: There are no magic foods that can help minimize acid reflux but there are a lot of things that you could do to make yourself feel better. Okay. I think the first thing is to eat smaller meals because mm-hmm. larger meals puts pressure on the stomach walls which increases stomach acid. Mm -hmm. The second thing is to not lie down after eating. Um, So wait at least three hours after eating dinner because it's easy then for the food to travel up. Mm -hmm. And in terms of trigger foods, you want to avoid bubbly beverages, Mm -hmm. avoid alcohol, avoid caffeine. Sorry about the Mm -hmm. coffee thing. And also acidic foods like we're showing here, tomato sauce, Mm -hmm. the citrus fruits, Mm -hmm. heavy rich meals. And ironically, I'm showing peppermint over there because peppermint and chocolate can relax the sphincter in the mm. esophagus and make it more likely that the food is going to come up. So peppermint so is good for IBS, but not for reflux. Well, yeah okay. well, you to know you these yes. Yeah, yeah these Definitely are nice. check with your doctor. And there's great medications that help, obviously. Uh, well, great thank you, Joy. Thank, Joy. thank you. Joy.
1: Head to today.com slash food for the recipes for Joy's chocolate
10: peanut Those butter, cookie bites, Ooh.
6: and the espresso bites. Yes. Ahead from Superfoods to a superstar Woo. look who's inside now already he just dropped that brand new album. Wow. gonna it's, tell us about times two. I hey, <laughs> we will be right back
4: next week on the third hour of today some talented actors stopping by studio 1 a
8: Hank Azaria justina Machado and Annie Murphy all live
1: then don't miss this chance chance the rapper live on our plaza for a summer concert next week on the third hour of today.
7: The City Concert Series on Today is proudly presented to you by City. I got to tell you,
1: it has just been Niall. a terrific morning. With uh, he's a global superstar, but just a nice guy and has been a friend of the show. <laughs> Nile Horn, it's so all yeah, around nice good guy. Good to see
6: you. Uh, Nile has landed seven songs on the Billboard 100, and oh, by the way, he's sold more than 80 million records.
8: And today he is out with his third studio album. It's called The Show. He's here to catch up. Good morning to you. Hey, Niall. Hello, oh. hey guys when, again. When Craig just said 80 million, I mean records. Is that, is that all? <laughs>
4: <laughs> You've been slacking off. Well, We should say congratulations. I mean, this album release date—I was just reading—it's been three years in the making, but it's finally here.
11: Yeah. What no, does that
4: feel like?
11: Yeah, it's an—it's probably the biggest cliche in music. It's a very nerve wracking time. Mm-hmm. It's like Christmas Eve excitement, but like I like the songs I wrote them. My inner team, you know, we all like them, but you don't know what the masses are going to think Mm -hmm. around the world so how how is this album different Niall than than the previous two Mm. um I would say it's probably the most mature work probably just simply (laughs) because I'm getting a little bit older um (laughs) and your your tastes and your influences kind of change and your sound matures over time I think during the pandemic as I said earlier I think during the pandemic there was there was a period where I could sit still for the first time and my career ever, like actually for longer than probably like 10 or 12 days at a time. So it was nice to be able to sit sit still, reflect, look forward to the future, think about your outlook on things. (laughs) Um, And I think that played into what I was writing about straight away.
1: You know what's funny? I, you know a lot of these albums that come in so, Oh, I had a big breakup. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. This, oh man, he's man. a harsh critic. talking about but. This is a positive outlook. It's just it's, it's it's upbeat.
11: No it is. I think I think I've always like I'll I'll write about things that are you know, you know, like the anxieties of the world and stuff sure. like that, but I've always tried to like stick a bit of a silver lining on the end of it bit of hope, you know, yeah. for, for all, well, for no all the self, madness out there. If you have to have there. A
4: breakup, just when you come, just, I'll just do this. You
11: know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listen, Maybe we should leave him out yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. next time I come back if there's a breakup. <laughs> if
4: there's but, a breakup, so I'm, not, I'm out.
11: I'm not planning one. <laughs> okay, 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 good, okay,
4: good, good. Uh, so this summer you're hitting the festival circuit uh, before gearing up for a world tour. I heard you say <laughs> you're going to Madison Square Garden soon. Mm. What is it like to gear up for these tours again?
11: Oh, that's amazing. How like, long has it been? September 2018 was the last time I did like a wow. full show um, which is considering how much touring I did up to that point yeah. um, it's crazy to me so I am looking forward to it this was in Boston hmm. uh, last week so it's been uh, it's been amazing to go and do the festival see if I can gather some new fans while I'm out there mm-hmm. um, and then the tour next year, put on the show that I've I've kind of always wanted to put on. And I mean, we're playing the garden at the yeah. same so time. One of the
6: things we've always enjoyed about you, Nile, is is you've always been fashion forward when you come here. <laughs> nice. And we noticed here at the show that there's this trend that you've you've really me. been promoting
11: <laughs> the, the cardigan. The
8: cardigan.
11: <laughs> You're bringing yeah, back the cardigan. Yeah, the cardigans are coming back.
8: <laughs> is there
11: well, a backstory there? Uh, winter in London, I think. Oh, look at that. <laughs> well, we
1: uh, Mister Roker made this, this by hand. I was making I, this. This weekend. I was knitting it for you. Just a little cardigan for thank you. you. Thank
11: you very much. You made that suit yeah. and then just had a bit of time to Wait, knit this suit together. Look at this. Let me oh, today. The oh, today. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, that's cute. Look at that. I'd actually wear that.
4: Will that's you very wear, nice wear that? Yeah. yeah 100%. Right. Okay. It's very,
11: <laughs> very nice. <laughs> tag us oh,
6: thank you, Mr. Roger.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lyle, thank you so much. Me, thank you so meanwhile, Lyle, our
6: wardrobe guy who actually made it, is over the corner.
4: Wait, Lyle made it? Wait, Lyle. Oh, yeah. Lyle. come on
6: over. Where is Lyle?
4: Where's Lyle? He's so shy. Lyle oh, hates
1: being on
6: camera.
4: Oh, not, it's also his birthday. Oh, we but forgot does I go to. What?
1: L- Lyle's in the witness protection. <laughs> oh, there
4: he is. There he is. And happy birthday, happy Lyle. Birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Lyle. Thank you so much, you Get the
1: camera off him.
11: quickly. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> <So I laughs> right no, I'll be dead
1: next week.
10: Oh, oh,
6: <laughs>
1: you okay, went okay. there. How
6: dark. It's okay. a family show.
1: So our Start Today June Challenge is all about keeping a walking streak okay. going. So let's shout out some of our Start Today members. There we Kristen go. from Texas got a head start on her streak, probably at thirty days. Thursday. Thursday. Hey, watch Woo. out for Suzanne and Stacy on their nightly walks in Florida. Suzanne, Stacy. <laughs> Julie from Illinois is aiming for a wow.
8: wow. three hundred and sixty. Wow, Julie, go!
1: Michelle is doing us proud, getting her daily steps in from Ohio. Go, and, and Carla from, uh, from Iowa consistently walks. over over 40 wow. miles a week. Carla.
8: Carla, Carla, Carla good go. job. All right. Keep it up, everybody, and be sure to join us this June. Sign up for our newsletter by heading to today.com slash start today. All right. Monday on the third hour of today, Hank Azaria is live in studio.
6: And your shows tomorrow morning.
8: Yes. yes, yes Earth Odyssey and Child. Have a great weekend, a great everybody. I hope you'll come
2: back Monday. Bye-bye. should go.